what if the one of the reasons we're not writing is because we feel we're not accomplishing something? The script I'm working off of is my fourth literal attempt for today's podcast. Hey there, I'm Cindy Coaches, the host of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I sit down with best-selling authors, writers, editors, publishers, and creative souls in my virtual studio to talk about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. From time to time, like today, I share my thoughts on creativity and bringing awareness to some of the things that are holding us back from sharing our artistic gifts with others. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and experiences that began our journey as a writer from the moment we put pen to paper. I started two scripts focused on marketing. One on how to write, yes. One of them is on how to write. I'll share those in a bit. It was while I was journaling I poured my thoughts onto a college-ruled notebook. I allowed random thoughts to spew across the pages. Some of it makes sense. Some of it reads like ramblings from a night of drunkenness involving a fifth of cheap whiskey. And maybe a sentence or two Aristotle would not in agreement that those were worth his time to read. Okay, <laughs> that's a bit of an exaggeration. So back to not accomplishing something. Ironically, it has to tie in with marketing and being an entrepreneur. It's our addiction to approval or that need to be needed. What happens to the caregiver that no longer has anyone to care for? They question their self-worth and purpose in life. What happens to the health coach who finds himself without clients to guide? They question their value to society of people who know they can assist to feel better and healthier. They wonder if they're any good and if they made the right choice to quit their day job when in their heart they knew without any doubt they were on the right path. What happens to the mother leaning against the doorframe waving goodbye to their youngest child as they drive away from the home they'll forever now refer to as that's, the, that's where I grew up. Everything in her life just shifted. Maybe I'm way off here, or maybe I've hit the nail on the head. I should reword that. When you pound a nail into something, you close a gap between two things. In this case, I'm opening up an enlightenment. So, let's not use the hammer and nail metaphor. Here we go. Maybe I just opened Pandora's box of possibilities. We are taught from a young age to seek approval from others outside of self, whether it be our parents, siblings, well, that one's questionable, teachers, authorities, employers, lovers, and whoever else we can squeeze under that rather large umbrella. An insight arose last night at the typical space, the kitchen sink. How is it our self-worth is tied to what we do for others, yet not for self? I'm going to repeat that. 
How is it our self-worth is tied to what we do for others, yet not for self? To feel productive, successful, useful, wanted, needed, and the whole gamut of desired feelings that we seek, many of us look to others for acknowledgement and acceptance into the clan. As a social species, we yearn to be part of the community. I can feel myself wandering into an arena I don't need to enter. We all get the idea. How do... How does what I just mentioned tie into writer's block or worse, the I'll do it later mindset? You know, that period of time that shifts more often than the hands of time itself. Because when we sit down to write, typically there's no one standing over our shoulder saying, damn, that's good, keep writing. Or, oh honey, that's going to rock someone's world. The cheerleader is us, and if the cheerleader is not feeling also cheery, what happens? We lose interest in the task. We question the purpose of doing it. I know this is not the case for everyone. I'm a strong believer, and each of us walks a different journey, and our beliefs are our own. But I know there's at least one person out there who's going to say, yep, that sounds familiar. <clears throat> this is for you. This creative soul who thinks they are a failure or uninspired. Get out of the box you put yourself in and find your people. That box could be a house, a job, a relationship. Whatever it is you claim that is holding you back. Take a drawing class, ceramics, join a writer's circle, learn, learn photography, do something that excites your creativity. Our creativity is very much tied into how we feel about our life, our situation, and more importantly, how we feel about self. Do we need approval from outside sources to feel good about self and our creativity? If the answer is yes, find some guidance to help you out of that hamster wheel of not being good enough. I'm here to tell you, you are good enough. It has taken me a lot of years to comprehend this, and I will remain a student of, of loving self. Self-love is always evolving. With each discovery within self, there's more insight to gain. So let's recap. One of the reasons we avoid, ignore, do anything else beyond that to-do list stuck to the refrigerator door with a magnet we picked up at some souvenir shop is not because we are blocked. We know what to write. We want to write. The words are looming, circling like a flock of buzzards over the carcass of a typewriter. Wait a minute. Now there's a visual. It's because we have a deep-seated need to do for others. When we sit down to the keyboard with the intent to write, to pour our story from our creative soul onto the pages, it is one of the most intimate periods of time with me, myself, and I, and the characters in our imagination. We have the ability to escape one reality 
and slip into another. I know there are times I wish I could bring a friend along so they, too, could witness what I see. But, until it's on the page, it remains one of the more intimate communication connections I can have with self. Ask any artist where they go when they are in that moment of creation. I can't describe it. It's something you feel. And truth be told, it's not for us to share where we go. It is, however, very obvious to those who get to see what we created. We wandered between the layers of dimensions. And what a beautiful, sacred space it is. And to go there, for someone who is a caregiver, it can be a difficult place because we feel it's selfish to spend time there in that heart space. We should be taking care of someone, doing the chores to ensure things are done for, who else? Someone outside of self. And so we can feel the satisfaction of knowing we did something for someone else. This podcast originally began with a focus on marketing. I started off innocently about my ability to sell other people's stuff. However, when it comes to selling my own stuff, I, like most other people, struggle. Here's a bit of what I wrote. Self-promotion. Yeah, it's not easy. Actually, the task of promoting isn't the hard part. It's the fact we're promoting self. When I was an advertising sales representative for a local radio station and then for a newspaper, I could sell the heck out of other people's stuff. Oftentimes, I had to wait for my client to finish up with their client and a customer would approach me. They assumed I worked there and asked me questions about the service or product. Because part of my job was to know my client's products, ironically, I would, on rare occasion, assist a client's customer. I sold a living room set, clothing, toys, jewelry, whatever else. The point I'm trying to make is, I can sell other people's stuff. As a committee chair for several local Chamber of Commerces, they loved it when I offered to collect donations for their silent auctions. The key element, I believed in their products, services, and in the case of the Chamber offices, their fundraising event. How many of you can relate to this? Sounds familiar in generic terms, doesn't it? Why can't we promote, much less sell, our products? Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of being seen. Fear of rejection. No matter how you attempt to slap a layer of lipstick on it and dress it up nice and pretty, it's fear. Plain and simple. There's an army of self-proclaimed gurus eager, actually drooling over our insecurities and vulnerability. They, my dear, have no issues with self-promotion. We could, should, seriously learn a thing or two from them. If we had the courage to emulate their techniques, how they get out there and sell, 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 what could we accomplish? But is that actually how we want to do it? No, 
maybe. No. It's not comfortable to us. I'm not a psychologist, nor do I have the answers or the quick fix that even I would love to find. Instead, I would like to share what I do know. If we don't stand up for ourselves and promote our products and services, who will? Some of us awkwardly post something on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and the rest of the social media platforms in hope like hell. At least one of our followers buys our product or service. We are literally hoping and praying the friends, family members, high school classmates, and the various other relationships we've established through social media groups will click thumbs up or the heart icon, share our posts, or better yet, buy the item from us so we don't have to put ourselves out there any further. You know... It's hard to sell to strangers, right? Of course, this is not the case with everyone. Some people love to share what they're working on and what they have created. Interestingly enough, if it doesn't involve money, and that, that is where I got distracted and never went back to that statement. Well, that's a lie. I did. I just couldn't add to the content without it sounding like horse poo. Then I whittled out. The conversation I would like to share with you began with a social media direct message. Since I do not know this individual and she is not a follower of the social media platform, I'm assuming she responded to a post I boosted on Facebook. I'm interested. Can you tell me more? Hers is the second of these lifeless, lifeless conversations that have, to me, no direction. Immediately, their sarcasm perks up and wants to ask, that's nice. What would you like to know more about? The weather? How to make kombucha? Or what's my favorite cookie? The more rational personality responds with a generic, please be more specific. The response, how to become a writer and how do I get started? The intuition's reaction to this reply was, this is a spammer. One of those individuals who seeks, uh, you know, to waste people's time and energy. My response to was generic, to which I did not receive her message worth mentioning. The idea for this podcast script was to question or to answer their question. How do I become a writer? How do I get started? The unimpressed side of me wants to tell you, pick up a pen, slightly press it to the paper until it makes a mark, then write some words. Voila, you're a writer. <laughs> Another element of my unimpressed mind thought if you have to ask, how do I get started? You have no intentions of being a writer. Writers, truly any creative soul, it's a calling from deep within. It is a part of our DNA. A creative does not ask, how do I start? They ask, where's the best place to get supplies? Will you teach me? Who taught you how to do it this way? What inspired you to do X, Y, Z? 
a creative soul started their journey when they were a child. It's how they wanted to spend their time. A writer who does not consider themselves a writer is more than likely keeping a journal, taking notes when they listen to talks about topics that interest them for what they will write one day when they are a writer, and detailing accomplishments or tracking data. Writers are writing. It's their preferred method of communication. So, what is it that's holding us back from writing that novel we dream of handing to our loved one? What prevents us from marketing our business, our books, our services? What is it that is preventing us from claiming, I am a writer? In the mindset I'm currently stewing in on low heat, we really don't feel we are accomplishing something for someone else. It's all about us. That intimate connection with self that many of us avoid like the plague. It's human nature for us to want someone's approval, to know we have done a job well done for someone outside of self. It's getting to be time for me to wrap this up. I don't have the answer. No one does. Our journey is for us to live and experience. I would like to leave you with a few things to ponder, to enter into your journal and answer it for yourself. For one, what are your thoughts about why you are not sitting down to the keyboard? What is holding you back from writing or putting yourself out there? What is one action step you can do for self that will help you on your journey? How is it our self-worth is tied to what we do for others and yet not for self? As they say, we know our own answers. We simply have to be willing to ponder the wisdom we receive from self. Be easy on yourself. You may get immediate insight or on some random day years from now, you'll get that aha moment. Allow it to come to you without brute force. Okay, before I sign off, I'd like to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and for your time. Let me know your thoughts of this podcast by leaving a comment on the show notes at pentapaperpress.com. Take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in any that you listen to. Take care. And until next time, know that your words have power and your story matters. Okay. Bye for now.